Good morning, everyone. It's good to see everyone out. This is a different day. It's a different time for our church. Something is uh, tremendous has happened to this church in the last week or two. God has taken one of our loved ones home, a young man, 43 years old. I know his wife's not here today and the children. And I want this church to know that I'm so proud of him. I know all the years my father, he wanted everybody to be a part of something, part of God's work. But I want you to understand that what happened Tuesday night, especially at the layout and Wednesday, was something that nobody could foretell. Nobody could see it coming. But when it happened, every member of this church that was here, they took a part. They did their part. And I'm so proud of every one of them. The funeral home told us this week that they had never seen somebody take on such a task without a glitch, without a problem. There was cars lined all the way down the hill. There were probably over 2,000 people came through here Tuesday night. This church seat about 350 people, squeezing them. But I know that when it came on us, I was waiting for the fire department, the police department to, sh to shut the door, but our people just started working so hard. Different ones were out in the hall. They were trying to direct traffic, get people out of the cold outside. It was too cold to be outside. And they took care of the families that was up here. The bottles of water, the, the food, for Crystal to go through what she went through. And you shake hands with 2,000 people one night and try to hear what they're saying to you when you're so distraught yourself. Her and Mike have been married 17 years. We've got three little, three young girls, or two young girls and a boy, and they need us, but they need us to be a house of refuge. They've never had that much attention brought on them. Crystal's a pretty quiet person, seems like. She needs us to be patient with her, and she needs us to help her pray for every day. I know that it taught us everything. God's doing great things in this. But I especially want to remember uh, those people. I would like for you to stand, if you, uh, if you will, if you was here Tuesday night, helping with the people. I know there was many people came, but if you were here helping with what was going on Tuesday night, I want you to stand, if you will. And some of you that don't stand, I'm going to call you out. Larry and Cindy, I want you to stand up anyway. Uh, April and Chris. And Chris back here. Scott and Amber. Jack and Dave. So many of them. My sister Jane, my sister Becky. They were outside. They were out here trying to get people in. Also the people to, uh, Wednesday at the funeral. I want you to stand if you were back in the back working on Wednesday. Some would be the same people. 
But we had so much help. Sister Rhoda, Sister Ethel, so many people that were back in the back volunteering to do something for somebody, people they didn't even know other than Crystal. I want you to understand something, other. There's not one of us could do that. It took this whole body. And many of you have been a part of, we've got a kind of a group that we get together when we have funerals. They come out and they help serve the people, getting food, and we try to supply things for them. This will make a change in this church. This is, some, this is a day and a time that we won't forget. It's not just Crystal and them, and I know that they are much more devastated than we are. But I want you to understand how precious this is. The mother left after she ate. Mike's mother left, and she said to me, she leaned up to me and said, I never knew our son was so loved. And then she turned to her husband and she said, we didn't know what we had. You know, if he'd have lived his life out, they would have never saw what they saw Tuesday and Wednesday. But they saw a mighty thing. Right after the tragedy, soon as the tragedy is over, and the, you're looking at the shock of it, God is already working. And he's drawing people to him. And he's already mending and he's already healing. And I don't understand it. I don't understand when God turns a page in our life. And one day we've got a loved one and the next day that seat is gone. That seat is empty. But I know God is going to help us go through this. And I just want you to hear what I'm saying about her coming. Because I know she's overwhelmed. And she's looking for a place maybe to run and hide. She needs us, but she needs our prayer right now real a lot. That's what she needs most, for her to pick him up and put him down. And I know God can do things we can't do. I thank every one of you. I just wanted to bring that up. DJ's going to speak today. He, he came to me the Thursday before, called me on the phone, tell me why he couldn't be here Thursday. And as soon as you called me, DJ, that was before this ever happened, I said, DJ, won't you do me a favor and preach next week? And you know what? The next day and all the things that happened, I realized what God was doing. And I want you to just remember God's in charge. He's still in control. He knows all things. We keep reaching out and holding on to him. There's nothing in this world can can take the place of his spirit and his precious love. And God loves every one of us. And I thank God for this church and this people. We ain't no better than nobody. But we handled our church. I know, just, just like Larry and Bill, Bob Stanley and some of them, they come to me before the funeral, took me in the back room, and lifted me up in prayer. And you know what? Everything that everyone does helps us to go through what God has given us to go through. And I praise God for his grace and mercy. Let's worship him. He knows all. One of these days, we're going to step through that gate, and we're going to realize he's going to make all things right. All of us going to be, you know what, it's going to be behind us. We won't have to worry. So let him have your heart today. Rejoice in him, and if you're not ready to go home, 
If you're not saved and you don't know Jesus as your Savior, today's your day. When the Holy Spirit moves on your heart and convicts your heart, that's your day. I didn't put conviction in you. God put conviction in you. I didn't put a conscience in you. God put a conscience in you. And like I said before, God has left every one of us a hole in our heart. And you'll run your whole life trying to fill that hole by doing things in this world. But there's only one that can fill that hole. God made you that way because it's filled by him. Until you invite him into your life and give him lordship of your life, you won't know what I'm talking about. See, you just hear about it. Or you'll think that we're trying to make you be like us. I don't want you to be like me. I want you to be like Jesus. That's all that matters. Let your heart go today. And let, let's rejoice in God. All alone and broken hearted Trying to calm the raging battle in my mind In search of many answers That my troubled soul just couldn't seem to find I saw flower blooming Where there was no rain or sunshine and I knew not that this flower would change the rest of my life All the time, he'll be a 
trusting Him for peace of mind. For throughout all the ages, God has stood the test of time. What a blessed assurance to know I'm His and He's mine. What a sweet confirmation when He tells me I'm His child. How could I ever doubt it when mountains get too hard to climb? He's the God of all mountains. He stood the test of time. Through this world, fierce raging battles I trust you more and more I dare not take one step without him till this bleeding life is old or that hand that holds tomorrow well that same hand he placed in mine oh praise his name throughout the ages well God has What a blessed assurance to know I'm His and He's mine. What a sweet confirmation when He tells me I'm His child. How could I ever doubt it when mountains get too hard to climb? He's the God of all mountains. The test of time. Through this world, fierce raging battles, I'll trust Him more and more. I dare not take one step without Him till His fleeting life is old. Or oh, that hand that holds tomorrow, well, that same hand. He placed in mind, oh praise his name, throughout the ages, well God has stood a test of time. What a blessed assurance to know I'm his and he's mine. What a sweet confirmation when he tells me I'm his child. How could I ever doubt it when mountains get too hard to climb? He's the God of all mountains. He stood the test of time. How could I ever doubt it when mountains get too hard to climb? God of all mountains, the God of all mountains, He is the God of all mountains, He stood the test of He's the God of all mountains, the 
I trust you more and more I dare not take one step without him Till this bleeding life is over Or that hand that holds tomorrow Well, that same hand he placed in mine Oh, praise his name Throughout the ages Well, my God has stood What a blessed assurance to know I'm his and he's mine. What a sweet confirmation when he tells me I'm his child. How could I ever doubt him when mountains get too hard to climb? He's a God of all mountains. The test of time. How could I ever doubt him when mountains get too hard to climb? He's the God of all mountains. The God of all mountains. He's the God of all mountains. He stood the test of
and at his feet just humble it out he'll save your soul and make you glad He'll save your soul. He'll, He'll save your soul. Oh, bless His name. Oh, bless His name. I'll never forget. I'll never forget the day He came. The day he came. Because He made me glad. He makes me glad. And I am sad. I am sad. A dearest friend I ever had. I ever
above all things. You're so highly exalted. You're glorious in heaven above. But humbly you came to the earth you created. And all for love's sake became poor. So here I am to worship. Here I am to bow down. Here I am to say that you're my God. You're all together lovely. All together together wonderful to me and I'll never know how much it costs to see my sins upon that cross and I'll never know how much it costs Friend, I know that we've uh, service is a little lengthy today, and I uh, want to get DJ on up here. A few singers, if you don't care to maybe somebody get something to, for an altar call here when DJ gets done. But I also want to mention too that you know uh, when all this happened, that uh, people just kept coming from everywhere, saying they wanted to do something. And everybody was doing something every time they turned my head. And Bill come over my house Tuesday morning. He, he called me, and I was just, I have a hard time getting moving in more of my back. He called me and said, I'm on my way to your house. And I said, Bill, you want me to meet you somewhere? And he said, no, I'm on my way. And I said, buddy, I'm not up. I can't get my back moving. I'm, I need to clean up. But what it was, all the time I'm dreading it, God is sending him there because he was there to pray with me. And you know what, I, I know when I took this job, it's over my head. I know it's over anybody's head. See, 
It only takes God to do, can do. We can't do it. But when God begins to speak to other people to come under your arms and pick you up, and that's what I felt all week long. I just felt it. These musicians came on a weekday. They left their jobs, everything they had, and they made sure they were here. The singers that came and the comfort through the songs, the beauty of it all. But DJ also, and I want to lift him up because he's been willing. Anything I asked him to do or anything I say, he's right there to help me. And I know God intended for him to preach this day. And I praise God for him because he's, he's preached so many beautiful sermons and he's done so much good teaching. This domain and duty and design that he taught on a few years ago, I never got out of my mind. And it's something that's beautiful because it lets us know who we are and what our duty and what our domain belongs to. And you know what? I'm not trying to uplift him any more than he is. But God sent him to put his arm under me and help me. And I'm nobody. I don't mean that like that at all. But we need each other. Don't we as a body need each other? And God has called us to draw together. And he's calling us today to draw together. So I ask you to forgive me about the singers. There's, there's a lot more singers to sing. And come back tonight and we'll have a good song fest. Don't pay no attention to the weather. Don't even look at it today, okay? Because they'll scare you out of going, although all you'll have you doing is going to Kroger's and buying more stuff. So. Come here and get fed. We love you. Thank you. There's a part within me that says, I wish that he wouldn't have asked me for today. But I told my uh, Vondi, I said, uh, Tim called me, well, I, I actually had called him a week plus ago, and it was on a Thursday night, and we normally try to make it, and I wasn't calling reporting in that I'm going to be absent, but we actually called in and asked him to remember a family member of ours in prayer. We had a son-in-law who was dealing with some heart issues and such, and I said, you know, we're not going to be here. Uh, we're going to be by the phone. We don't know if we have to go to the hospital or what's going on, but would you remember him in prayer? And um, he said, sure, sure, you know, and he said, uh, you know, if you want to preach next Sunday or the Sunday after, I said, well, whatever the Lord would have us to do, Tim, you know, and, and I'm not saying this, but I said, whatever you want us to do, Tim, you know, we're just here to help you, whatever. If you want that to happen, sure, let me know. And, um, and then uh, we had, of course, Friday morning came on, and I said, well, Lord, Tim is definitely going to need some help. But the thing that my mind went through is after what we've gone through all week is what do you say to a congregation this morning? I have almost sat in my seat the whole time. I said, Lord, if you don't want me to get up there, your spirit can preach a great message, and I can gladly get out of the way. And I thought that was what was going to happen. But for some reason, God does want me to stand up here and hopefully bring you some words of encouragement this morning. But the message has already been preached. It's already been brought out through testimonies, through things people have said. Andy, you messed up part of it. Bobby messed up part of it. Sister, you messed up part. Y'all, no, you didn't mess it up. You've, ex you've confirmed what I think the Lord had us to say this morning. And I would ask that those of you who are prayer warriors, that you be in prayer today for this message. Did you ask God that he would use the humble words and the feeble words that someone like me can say? Because there's nothing that someone like me can stand up here and say adequately that can help a church or help a person through this past week. Not only was it Brother Mike being passed away, but recently Brother Russ and, and other things that we've gone through. And then the weather this week obviously didn't add much comfort to it. It was cold. 
But if you weren't here Tuesday night, if you weren't here as part of the church, you know, that was a very, very stressful situation on a lot of people, but they did it graciously and did a great job. You know, I dropped Fondy off. I was coming up the road, and I said, boy, there must have been a traffic accident or something. And she said, that's going into the church. I said, oh, no way. No way. I heard that the road was backed up all the way down to 275 almost. And you in no way, shape, or form could have ever prepared for something like that for anybody. If that would have happened, and no disrespect to Mike, obviously he had a testimony and it touched so many lives. I thought it would have been like that with Brother JB or somebody. I said, it's like a head of state or something. But it was packed from wall to wall to wall. And I dropped Ravonda off and snuck in the back door just to try to get in and find it. You know, and the, 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 the fellowship hall was packed to the gills already. And it's already been mentioned so much, and there's no more praise for one or the other, but, you know, the Dave, the Jacks, the Scots, the Ambers, the, the Elizabeth, the, I mean, so, April, all of them running around just trying to get this going and try to do what they could for the family. And that was a very, very stressful time. But as I sat there that Tuesday night, and as uh, I wasn't able to get away Wednesday, but Bondi said it was the same way Wednesday, you know, I, I thought, what words of encouragement can I offer unto a congregation this morning? And then I realized that I can't offer any words because I'm, I'm just not going to have the adequate words to say. But I believe that there's a message from the Master or there's a message from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ that can offer comfort this morning, that can help us through a day such as this. And I'm going to ask you to turn to the book of Isaiah, chapter 61, and I'm also going to ask you to throw your thumb over there in Luke chapter 4. But the Lord has come unto us this morning to offer us some encouragement, to offer us some comfort in this time and in this day. And I believe that this service has taken a tone of a certain direction, and I hope that I am obedient enough and I can hopefully get the words out, what I feel like the Lord would have me to say, because believe me, I went through many, many different things that I felt led to talk about, and none of them seemed to fit. But as Ravonda and I were sitting there the other night and just sitting around, it just kind of came, Lord, maybe this is where you want me to go. In Isaiah 61, it says, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because he hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all that mourn, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that he might, that might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. And in Luke chapter 4, the passage says, starting in verse number 18, it says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. This is Jesus grabbing the book of Isaiah and reading this passage. And it says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of the sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And he closed the book and gave it unto the minister and sat down. And the eyes of all them that were in this synagogue were fastened upon him. And he began to say unto them, This day is the scripture fulfilled in your eyes. Now, as I read this passage in Isaiah 61, I don't want any of you to take the inference that I'm saying that the Spirit of the Lord is upon me to preach. But I do hope that God gives an anointing to this message this morning. 
I do hope that he uses the words that I have to say this morning. Because I realize that there is a time that we as a congregation need the words from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. When we as man must fail and can fail and will fail, our Lord needs to come to us and comfort us with the words that he has to offer unto us. And Jesus said unto them in that synagogue that day, This day the scripture is fulfilled in your eyes. And I want you to know that there's nothing that this feeble servant nor this feeble servant can do or those that may minister for him or those that anybody within this congregation. But we all do need a special anointing in a time and a day such as this. And to realize that today is the day of salvation. Today is the day that I believe that God wants to do a work in us as a congregation. Today I do believe is the day that God wants to do something special beyond what we understand. The world this morning is calling this Super Sunday. They got a big game going on tonight. And they're going to dress up with face painting and do all this stuff and wear their stuff and they're going to hoop and holler and hip and hop and jip and jop and they're going to sing their song. They're going to party like there's no tomorrow. But we this morning will come into our church and say, well, let's hope those folks don't get a little bit too much, a little bit too that. This is our Super Sunday. We've come through a trial. We've come through a journey. We've come through a crossing. And we've come through a burden that our church has gone through. And I proclaim unto you today that this is our Super Sunday. And I believe that God wants to do something. Because first of all, the message that Jesus gave, it was coming from a spirit-filled messenger. The Lord himself was anointed to tell you and he tells us again in Luke chapter 4 that this day, this scripture is fulfilled. I want you to realize that as I've said it before and I'll say it again, in me there is nothing, but the Lord can do a mighty work in your life. Amen. There's a new song out today. I, I don't know that I think Rondi was telling me about it the other night uh, from the Hancocks or the Hamptons or one of those, the Hoskins, I believe. And all through the song it goes on. I mean, she listens to Enlightened mostly all the day, and it's blasting through the house. I come home, I pull up in the driveway, and the windows are shaking, and the walls are, you know, she's got it going, you know. But I'm, I pull it up, she said, there's this new song out, DJ, and it, and it talks about all the negative that people talk about. I hear about their troubles. I hear about their sorrow. I hear about their difficulties. I hear about all the pain they're going through. I hear about all the burdens they're going through. And he said, it could get you down. And I don't know the exact words. I haven't heard the song. But the writer of the song says, when I hear all those things, I don't hear the bad. What I hear is, I hear Jesus. Amen. I hear Jesus. And that's what I want you to realize. And that's what I think the Lord wanted you to realize. That we are going through troubles. We are going through trials. And in no way, shape, or form are we even going through what our sister Brown is going through. But all of you have troubles within your life. All of us within this congregation have something right now that has entered your mind that you believe is trying to trouble you, try you, tempt you. It tells us we are cast down. But you know what? I'll say what, the, what else does the Bible say about that passage? We may be cast down, but we are not destroyed. Amen. Why? Because of what we can do as a church? Because of the beautiful songs we can sing? No, because the Spirit of the Lord has anointed Jesus to come unto you and to tell you, this day is that scripture fulfilled in your eyes. We sing a song and it says, you know, I've heard the questions, I've heard the... All of the questions in life, the answer is that psychologist down there at the hospital. No. For all of the problems in life, it's that alcohol that you can grab. 
No, how about when you're going through difficult trials, you just stick another needle in your arm, you spoke another joint. No, for all of the problems in life, the answer is Christ. The answer is Christ. I heard them on the TV this morning rejoicing, saying these two cities are going to be partying away because both of their states have legalized pot. Whoop-de-doo. That's the answer to our society today. You've got a problem, give you a drug. We've got a situation, give you something else to numb the pain. You've got this going on, you've got this going on. How about you try this? How about you numb it here? How about you drink it down here? How about you do this? How about you talk it away? Janet Pascoe, I believe, used to sing a song that says, I give you Jesus. You know what? Sometimes the Lord may calm the storms in your life, and he may make the things go away, and he may come upon you and fix the situation you're going through, but you know what? Sometimes the Lord may calm you. He may help you through the storm. He may help you through the trial. And the Lord wanted us to know this morning that the Spirit-filled messenger is coming unto you today and lets you know that whatever you might be going through, he expounds upon the passage and he says, the Lord is upon me to preach unto you the word. You know what? The word of God does a mighty, mighty, powerful, wonderful thing. Not because of our ability, but the word of God is sharp. It is, it's piercing us under. The Word of God can do a wonderful work within our lives if we just let it pierce us under. There's passages in here that will give you encouragement when you need encouragement. There's passages in here that will edify you when you need lifted up and edified. There's passages all through the Psalms where the writer says he'll just help you with a humble and contrite spirit. He'll just give you mercy and grace and talk and help you through the situations in your life. But I find nowhere within the Bible where the Lord says, you got troubles, drink it away. You got troubles, how about trying that heroin? That'll fix you. You got troubles, how about that cocaine? That's my answer. No. Those are not the problem fixers. Those are giving you more problems. Why not just try Jesus? What have you got to lose? What have you got to lose? Bud Light is not right. It's not. It ain't right. That's a good rhyme there to it. It's not right. The Lord has, as Brother Tim expounded upon, the Lord has designed you to be like him. You were created in his image. Not Budweiser's image. Not heroin's image. Not cocaine's image. But you were created in the holy image of a holy God. And all he wants to do is fill that open spot within your heart where he belongs. Brother Jerry Watkins preached a message one time about walking along the road and finding a little puzzle piece. And he said, you know what? Somebody's trying to complete that, complete that puzzle. And you know what? It'll never get done without this one little piece. They can do, oh, 999 pieces, but it's a thousand-piece puzzle. And this one right here is going to be the one required to finish it. They can work and they can try and they can do all they wish to do, but the picture will never be complete. It may be a beautiful thing, but it will always be that one hole that one thing missing, that one thing that's absent, that one thing that glares every time that you look upon it. You know, the, yeah, it did a good job, but there's just that one piece missing. If I could find that one piece, that picture would be complete. You perhaps have done that exact same thing in your life. You've gone along and you've tried to complete the picture of your life. 
you perhaps have went to school, perhaps you've done this thing, perhaps you've done that, perhaps you've met a beautiful woman and you've been married, or you've met a great man and you guys have been married. The world will tell you anything else and tell you everything else to look upon, but you're going through life and you think you're getting a good picture together, but something's just not there. Something's just missing. Something's just not complete. Something just doesn't complete the picture, Brother Doug. You just know it. You know something's gone and you can't find it. You look for it and you just can't complete it. But then all of a sudden you find that one little piece. You come into a church in Lebanon, Ohio, or Loveland, Ohio, down here called Full Gospel Assembly, and you say, Why in the world am I here today? The Lord's given you the peace that you need to complete your puzzle. He's giving you just that little thing you need this morning to let you know that I'm here this morning to complete you, not to change you, not to make you what you don't want to be, not to turn you into Brother Tim Pruitt. We've got a Tim Pruitt, folks. We don't need another one. Amen. You know what? We've got a Connie. <laughs> I don't know how to take that one. <laughs> We've got a Connie. The Lord don't want to make you a Connie. We've got one. <laughs> Who said amen on that? <laughs> Okay, we've got a Larry. We don't need another one. God gave us this one. But what we need and what God wants is you. He wants you this morning. And he wants to complete the picture unto you. He wants to show you that he has just what you need to make your life what it is supposed to be. The army tells you, be all you can be. I'm telling you, Jesus Christ will make you all that you are meant to be. He is the author and the finisher of your faith. He gives unto you an abundant life. A lot of people say, well, I'm not quite right. I'm not quite ready. i got to fix a lot of things. i got to do a lot of things better. i got to stop this and i got to stop. You can keep on trying to stop it. It ain't going to work. I believe there's a healing that needs to take place. Brother Tim and I were talking about that this morning. He talked about a son of his, and it's open testimony and open statement, so I won't hopefully embarrass him, but he talked in our Sunday school class about someone going through a situation, being bound by a situation. I, I believe he said it was heroin, if it's all right if I say that, Brother Tim. He said it in church this morning. But he said, I, I've got a loved one that's bound by heroin. You know what? That young man needs a healing. He can go through. My daughter works in that field. You know what? She tries to counsel people, and she can try and try and try. If she gets one of a hundred or one of a thousand, it's a miracle. But you know what? The Lord does a great work. The world does a great work. The Lord can stop the booze, can't he, Brother Bill? The Lord can stop the drugs, can't he, Brother Tim? The Lord can get peace where you didn't feel like you had any peace. Why? Because he tells us right here in this passage that I am come to preach tidings of good news unto you. And I am here to bind up the brokenhearted. Amen. The Lord wants to do a binding work this morning. And what does that passage mean? Over in the other passage in Isaiah 15, he says, I want to revive or restore. That's what the Lord is about. Reviving and restoring you back to what you were meant to be. You weren't born in this world to be defeated. You weren't born in this world to be destroyed. God didn't bring you into this world and have you born as a child to have you addicted or bound or broken. He didn't give that unto you. He brought you into this world to represent Him, created in His glorious, wondrous image. Not that we are anything special, but when you look upon us, hopefully you do see Jesus. You may look out upon a congregation. I read a story this morning of someone who said, well, I went to church and said people didn't quite, quite treat me right or do this or that, and, and I didn't go to church for 10 more years because of the way those folks acted. Well, you know what? Sometimes there are people that make mistakes. Yeah. 
I'm not saying us within this congregation are perfect, but I've always given the example, and I know some of you have heard it before. I'm sure one or two of you have had a bad meal in a restaurant before, but guess what? You still go out and eat. Get over it. Get over it. You had a bad day. Someone didn't treat you quite right. Someone didn't shake the hand that you wanted. Someone didn't say the right words. Guess what? They're, they're just trying to make it home too. They ain't got it all figured out either. When you look at me, I don't want you to... I want you to realize that Jesus is still working on me too. I'm not his earthly representation. I'm someone he's still working on. The little kids used to sing a song, he's still working on me to make me what I ought to be. Daily he does a work. But it tells us in here that he is here to bind up the brokenhearted. Sometimes we're broken by sorrow, and we know that feeling this past week. Sometimes there's situations in our life that have just brought us so low. Sometimes we're bound by, by sin that has got a hold of us that we just can't get free. And we've tried, and we've worked, and we've done all these things, but it just don't seem to work. Well, the Lord says, I am here to proclaim unto you, to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives. You know what a captive is? Someone held against their own will. Some of you this morning might be bound by things that you just don't want to be part of. You're held captive by things that have you bound. I was reading through and flipping through the channels this morning waiting for Ravon to come down, and they were talking about this story about, I think it's a movie they were talking about on TV about called 12 Years a Slave or something like that. As I was flipping through I, the, the Weather Channel, and then I flipped over to the next one to see what was going on real quick because we was getting ready to come out. There was a free man who was taken, to, taken into bondage and sold into slavery against his own will. And the gist of the story is he didn't belong there. He didn't want to be there. And his whole life was a desire to get back to what he wanted to be and should have been a free man. This morning... You were born free. You were born in liberty. You were born in fellowship. And the Lord wants this morning to restore unto you. It also tells us right here in the latter part of this passage, it says, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes. Oh, isn't that a great trade? The Lord wants to give you beauty for the ashes in your life, for the things that are broken and bent. The Lord wants to give you a trade. And guess what? He don't ask anything for it. He don't require nothing. He don't ask you to pay him anything. So for those of you that are new to the church this morning or haven't been here, I will tell you, and this congregation should agree upon this, but I do not believe, and I've said this statement before, and I'm sorry if some of you have heard it before. It's a rerun, but it's a good one. There is not one Christian in this building that has ever come up to an altar prayer and given their life to the Lord, and he's never once not given them all that he said he would give unto them. He took away their pain. He took away their burdens. He took away their sin. Now, sometimes we don't live up to what we promised we would give him. But he says, you asked me to save you, and I did. You asked me to give you peace, and I will. You asked me to give you comfort, and I will. You asked me to give unto you the Spirit, and I will. I, I'm never not going to give you all that I promised I would give you. All I ask you to give unto me is to make your life a living sacrifice, reasonable and wholly acceptable unto the Lord. What, make my life a sacrifice? You mean I got to give up doing what I'm doing? And got to... How's it working for you now? Some sacrifices are worth making. What the Lord wants you to do is just to realize that I want to give my life unto you as you gave your life unto me. Beauty for ashes. It also talks on here that he also wants to give us 
joy for our mourning. It also talks that he wants to give us praise for our heaviness. Those are great traits that the Lord wants to give unto us this morning. But all he says unto us is to realize that this day, this scripture is fulfilled in your eyes. What, because of something that we can do or something we're able to do? No, because of what the Spirit of the Lord is able to do. The Lord, this is the day that the Lord has made. Rejoice and be glad in it. Today unto the broken, I want to tell you that Jesus is the mender of your broken heart. I want to encourage you to realize today that he wants to revive you or restore unto you that which where you need to be. I think someone, I don't know, there's a song, Mender of Broken Wings or something. I don't know if someone in this song, church sings or whatever, but the Lord is the mender of the brokenhearted. Your burden this morning, your sorrow this morning, the Lord wants to do a work under your life. To the bound, Jesus is the freedom that you need. To the broken down and the beaten down, all he wants you to realize is that he wants to give you joy and beauty and praise for the heaviness that you're carrying. As I said, sometimes the Lord may cause the things that are in our life to go away, but sometimes he may do a work in us. Now, how does he do this work in us? Well, it tells us in the book of James, chapter 5. I'm almost done. Not too bad. It says in the book of James, chapter number 5, the exhortations to a people who were troubled. It says, be patient, therefore, brethren, because of the Lord coming of the Lord. Behold, the husband waited for the precious fruit of the earth and hath long patience for it until he reviveth, receive the early of the latter rain. Be patient, it says in verse number 8. Verse number 9, grudge not. Verse number 10, take my brethren the prophets who have spoken in the name of the Lord for an example of suffering and of patience. Behold, in verse number 11, it says, Behold, we count them happy, which endure. Also in verse number 12, it says, But above all things, my brethren, swear not, neither by heaven, neither by earth, neither by any other oath, but let your yea be yea and your nay be yea. And then it goes down in the verse number 13, a passage all of us are very, very familiar with. How does the Lord want to do this work unto you? He asked us this morning, he says, Is any among you afflicted? I asked this morning, for some of you that don't know what's been going on, there's been a talk very, very much about this church about some type of healing service or some type of work that God wants to do. It's been going on sometimes behind the scenes, but with Bobby, I think, mentioned it. I heard, I think, Andy mentioned it, Brother Bill mentioned it. Well, this morning, I'm not saying this is that service, but I am saying right here that this morning, the Lord that can do and will do, that's day the words are fulfilled in your eyes. The Lord wants to realize this morning, is there any among you afflicted this morning? Are there any of you this morning that are going through a situation and a trial and a burden so heavy that you just don't feel like you're going to be able to make it? If so, let him do all he can to work it out within his own strength. Let me, let me see, make these things are right. Is any among you afflicted? Let him go watch the television shows about Dr. Oz and Oprah and all them. They'll tell you what to do. Is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. Pray. What? Pray? That's all you got to do. Is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. Is any among you merry or down or, 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 or broken? What it was kind of, you know, you're not merry. Sing psalms of joy. This morning we've heard the song sung. Is any among you sick? Is any among you fighting a battle, Brother Ronnie? Others, 
going. If so, call together the elders of the church and let them pray, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And you just might get lucky and something might happen. No, let's read that again. And you just might, and it says right here, and the prayer of faith shall save the sick. And the Lord shall raise them up. If you have committed sins, they shall even be forgiven unto you. This morning, I proclaim unto you that this can be our Super Sunday. And I'm going to do something that is so far out of my comfort level. So far. So, so far. This is Bill's, this is Bill's area. This is Bobby's area. These are, this is so, so far out of my comfort level. But I believe this morning there's folks that need to come up and ask God to do a healing unto them. I believe it. I, bought, I battled it, Bill. I fought it. I said, that's not my turf. That's not my territory. That's other guys' words. But Thursday night before 10, I wrote down healing and restoration. Amen. It needs to happen for some folks within this congregation. And I told Brother Tim a week ago when he asked me to preach, and I told him this last Thursday, I said, Tim, I'm going somewhere that I don't feel really, really comfortable with, but if you'll give me liberty, he said, do what you feel led to do. And I ran from this until three minutes ago still. I was still running, Bill. But I believe there's folks within this country. And it might scare you all to death. We're not going to do nothing crazy, nothing weird. But there's elders in this church that I want you guys who feel that you are the elders of this church. And I'm not proclaiming who they are. Some of the ladies, some of the guys, some of the men. I want you all to come up this morning. And I want you to be ready to anoint some folks. Because first of all, I believe there's some folks in here that need to accept Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. That you are bound, and you're broken, and you're beaten, and you've been torn down so much that you just don't know where else to go. But for some reason, on February 2nd, 2014, you found yourself in this little church. Why? Is it coincidence? Is it happenstance? Is it circumstance? No. Just as our sister tested more this morning, it's God doing a work. God's brought you here this morning to tell you that this is today. This day, those words that Jesus spoke unto that crowd are fulfilled in your eyes. Today, you have heard the word of the Lord, not because of me, but what his word says. And today is your day of salvation. Today is your day. The Lord has talked to you. There's a spirit. You may not understand it. You may not get it. You may not know what to do. Let me tell you a little story. I sat in a church about where Sister Lou is, and I didn't even know what the guy preached about that day. I don't even know what he talked about. I couldn't tell you the message to this day, but I knew when that service closed that I believed that I need to go out and pray, and I don't even know why. But that day, I came forward and accepted Jesus Christ as my personal Savior, and I don't even remember the words I said. But I know March 8th, 1981, I accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as my personal Savior, and I know what happened. This morning, you may not know why you're here. You may be fearful. You may be wondering, oh, I, I don't, they're going to act weird. They're going to do stupid things. They're going to shake me. They're going to rattle me. No, they're not. We're just going to ask you to come up and pray. It says, is any among you come up and pray? I believe there's also those within this congregation need a touch to their body. There needs to be a healing. And I'm not pointing out, but perhaps you know what you're going through and you know what you need. I'm going to ask you to come forward this morning. And believe me, this is out of my comfort level. And I'm not going to do it. Brother Bill, Brother Bobby, Brother Larry. <laughs> it's not my territory. It's not my turf. 
I'm going to pray with them and enjoy it, but these guys are prayer warriors beyond I can ever be. Sister Connie, I want you to come up with some of the ladies that maybe don't feel comfortable to come up with some of the guys. But this morning, the Lord wants to do a work. The Lord wants to do a work. Now, I ask you this morning, who is ready to trade beauty for ashes? Who is ready to trade pain for rejoicing? Who is ready to trade brokenness for joy? Who is ready to get rid of the song of sorrow to sing a song of joy? How many of you want that trade? How many of you need that to happen in your life this morning? This can be your super Sunday. So I close in this manner. I'm going to ask some of the guys to come forward. And if I've been out of order, if God has not wanted this to happen, it'll fall flatter than a ton of bricks. But I don't believe that God has not ordered this to happen this day. I don't believe it with anything in my heart, soul, mind, and strength. So, Tim, with your permission and your liberty, I'm going to ask the singers to come forward. I'm going to Sister Heather, Sister Betty, whomever feel they have a song upon their heart that would be appropriate. I'm not trying to conduct the service or organize it, but I believe that we'll have the singers come forward. But I'm going to ask some of you men and some of you elders, I'm going to ask you to step up right now in faith and come forward and be ready up here to pray for those that need prayed for this morning. I'm going to ask my brother Larry. And brother Larry, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, I know brother Larry is a great witness, and he'll tell you how you can meet Jesus. If those up here among you that feel like you need a touch from the Lord, brother Bill and brother Bobby and others, they're ready here to pray for you this morning. They're not going to shake you. They're not going to rattle you. They're not going to roll you, but they're going to anoint you with oil in the name of the Lord. There's a healing that needs to take place in your life. But also, maybe there's other burdens or other situations that I know nothing about. This day... The Lord has spoken unto you. This day, the Lord has given this message. And if any of you have ever heard me before, this is so far out of my normal character. This has to be from God. So I'm going to ask us to stand this morning. Step out in faith. Step out and ask the Lord to come do a work within your life. Because the Lord has says this morning, He says, I've come to heal the brokenhearted. I've come to bind up the captive. I've come to set to liberty those that have been held down. This morning, I'm coming to do a work within your life. Let's let the Lord do this work. So if you need prayer, get up here and let's let the Lord do his work. If the ship of your life is tossing on the sea of strife, you need someone. If you feel so all alone and your house is not a home, you need someone. If it seems life just isn't fair and there's no one left to share all those lonely days and nights when things just won't turn out right and you want someone to care and someone to just be there you need this is your day someone. this is the day that the lord don't be fearful don't be afraid nothing's going to happen they're going to hurt you give you jesus he's the peace that passes all understanding Cast it out of fear. Oh, I give you Jesus.
water that you drink, you'll never thirst again. Oh, I give you Jesus, my friend. I give you Jesus. 